Hello beautiful people and welcome to a brand new episode of Embracing the New Normal. I am Sezil Alwani, co-founder of Fire.Fly and I am talking to some really inspiring leaders and entrepreneurs on how they are embracing the new normal. This week we have with us Ashish Goel. Ashish has been a marketer for several years now, having worked in companies like HCL, Ramco Systems, and is now a product marketing manager for Zoho Commerce. I had the pleasure of working with him while on my first job at HCL, where he was one of my key stakeholders, and we have been exchanging ideas and marketing concepts since then. I am so excited to have Ashish on my show today. Hey Sezil, thank you so much for having me. It's uh, great to be here. You have been in this marketing space for you know so many years. Can you tell us somehow like things have changed, focus and shifted with different marketing mediums and how you had to keep changing when you were working? Oh yeah, absolutely. I have I think been in marketing for ten years now, and I think the core focus and the core the center or the core of all the change has been Martech, right? So marketing mm-hmm. technology is the one driver which is changing everything. So the way I see this is uh, marketing was mostly seen and still is as a creative function, which it uh, which I'm sure it is. But mm-hmm. as Martech sort of takes over this entire space and it makes our jobs uh, both easier and more difficult simultaneously, you know, all the conversation in marketing is moving to data. Right. So people like me who are not as creative, but, you know, we have had an education in data. We seem to be doing at par with the creatives, which I'm not very sure is a great thing for marketing. But if you sort of put that in context, now we have this entire, uh, as you mentioned, the digital space. But the problem is in the media. Right. So there's there are we have moved from the print uh, media to the digital media i think the real core of the change is in the measurement side of things right till the time we were doing magazines and newspapers and you know whatever when it was in print there was a limited amount of things we could measure and uh, with digital it's not even quarter on quarter sales measurement anymore it's daily sales measurement directly resulting from channels like facebook and linkedin and you know uh, all the social channels which were not you know when they were initially designed they were not designed for advertisements or so i think at least i think that is how the entire conversation is changing and you know if you think about it you remember at hcl we used to have these uh, discussions around profitable books mm-hmm. and you know magazines and uh, we had a couple of uh, things going there as well those have become sort of high quality quote unquote good to have and you know feel good actors in marketing right whereas the bread and butter has all moved to digital right so if you if you have to have you know when you talk about a campaign uh-huh. everybody starts thinking about a digital campaign right banners and uh, yeah. and so on there was a time where it was supposed to be you know tv advertisements and radio spots and stuff which has completely changed at least in my space right so where i am sitting from it's almost like 95% digital and uh, uh, 5% everything else so yeah that's where i think uh, mm-hmm. the core of all the changes yeah <laughs> 
right so like you were just speaking about like how sales and marketing are now going hand in hand in many companies that i have also worked for like it is they very dependent on each other right so how do you think that uh, should really ideally work for business to grow oh wow uh, <laughs> you have almost uh, this, this is like opening old wounds man sales and marketing is uh, in hindi you would say the chhatis ka akda right so <laughs> we, we are uh, you know I, i started my career in sales by the way uh, retail sales at that so uh, i used to hate it and uh, so i have immense respect for sales guys people who can actually do it day in day out and still you know survive that kind of pressure mm-hmm. and uh, i moved to marketing simply because it was more a longer term game and nobody could sort of you couldn't really have uh, daily updates which uh, you know in retail sales of norm yeah. uh, so how do they work together i guess you know the moment uh, marketing sort of takes over the number for sales you know and this has begun to happen uh, in in the last two companies i have worked for what i am noticing is uh marketing sort of now shares the same number uh, as sales does the methodology and the funnels are different you know marketing will always have the marketing funnel to worry about uh, but at the end of the day you are feeding the sales funnel mm-hmm. or you're trying to establish a parallel funnel uh, which works in tandem with sales so sales assisted marketing funnel towards the when when it moves from you know middle of the funnel to bottom of the funnel is when you can think of a major role for sales within the marketing funnel and yeah. marketing plays a big role even traditionally in the sales funnel by having you know sales collateral and so on and so forth but you know things like events have always been a force which drives people from the top of the funnel to bottom of the funnel for sales as well so i think that is only tightening uh, very soon we will not even be talking about two separate funnels mm. uh, and we will have like one single thing where both teams uh, combine together to because at the end of the day it's all revenue right and if marketing has a revenue number then why keep this entire facade of no we are yeah. different up yeah, yeah it makes a lot of sense because because of marketing you do get the sales and then sales drives marketing like it has to go hand in hand like that one funnel will eventually yeah. make a lot of sense so that's absolutely true so having said that like some of the new roles that have been coming up right like so you are a product marketer now mm-hmm. right so you were into marketing now you manage like a product so uh, there is also like product manager and product marketer so right. how does that like can you just give us brief about those two roles and how they function absolutely uh, yeah that's actually a very interesting question because you know these roles have existed for quite some time but mm-hmm. in the indian perception they haven't really percolated down to you know let's say i am not uh, you know i when i did my mba i you know passed out maybe 11 years ago or something mm-hmm. uh, we never sort of made that differentiation very strongly again product in the indian context was a very difficult concept at that point yeah. you know in the software industry and all of that right but i also think the parallels from the fmcg industry and the more traditional products is now more valid So if you think about it or you know I'll I'll try and simplify it simplify it a product manager is essentially the owner of the product when you talk about let's let's talk about the software industry right so when you talk about when you hear stuff like development sprints or your things like ui ux uh, changes you know so that is all the product manager's domain so right he's the owner he cares about where the product is going uh, how are we managing that transition from the 
current situation to the next one and uh, so on and so forth right so that's his job now traditionally or you know not traditionally but previously or at least with smaller products mark, uh, product managers would also sort of wear the same you know wear a hat called the marketer but eventually a marketer needs to step in and if if i if i talk about dif- dif- the difference how it works is the product manager is the inside out person right so he's sitting inside the company and he's then trying to see what we can do how we can approach everything right how we can approach the market how in which direction can our product grow and in which direction uh, how many people do we need to hire and so on and so forth whereas a product marketer it's the outside in person so he's at the edge of where the product manager sits and he thinks of hey what is my competition doing how are we looking at uh, what is the market asking for do i have the pulse of this market so in apac is my product uh, does my product have the right uh, integrations or associations to grow in the apac market and what is the australian market asking for uh, can i speak with somebody in south america and see what uh, how i can you know, push my uh, so essentially you know the idea is the same it's just like sales and marketing right the idea is the same you're trying to do the same thing but the approaches are very different you know a product manager is constrained by his own company and yeah. the marketer is constrained by the market wow. right he's sitting outside and he's you know saying okay no we need to take do this because that is what the market is asking for and mm-hmm. you know product manager will probably come back and say like no we can't do this because uh, this integration i need to develop another api it's going to take another uh, like 6 months so you know there is yeah. a lot of challenge there is the same chatiska akra but it's you're working together to achieve the same thing right so that's the wonderful it was a really good explanation because i have worked in product companies and you always have product manager marketer and they are doing different things and but they're working on the same product so that makes a lot of sense the inside out approach and how marketers are the outside in they are like the eyes they get all the information the senses too yeah wonderful wonderful this makes a lot of sense thank you so much for the ashish like now this brings me to like how has this pandemic affected you and your work and marketing as such oh wow yeah <laughs> aren't we all trying to answer that yeah. uh, um how has the pandemic affected us so you know we are all working more that's pretty obvious <clears throat> there are much fewer distractions but at the same time i think i have begun to feel that now you know in, in the marketing space specifically right a lot of different companies reacted differently a lot of different brands reacted differently uh, one of the first few reactions was that what do we do with our marketing budgets which is always one of the biggest uh, things we sort of lose immediately right so you know we are talking about uh, the marketing budget so what uh, i have been associated with companies where let's say funding uh, stopped or funding froze up and yeah. uh, suddenly the first department to leave is the marketing department right because if you don't have budgets what do you do and uh, that's how i think the pandemic has fundamentally affected i used to think or we were heavily dependent on um, our marketing budgets mm-hmm. and uh, i think i've always thought that they were more or less a crutch for marketing right uh, Yeah. it stops us growing that stops us trying to learn new things uh, i've been di- in digital for at least 4 or 5 years now and the essence of digital has always been okay how much budgets do we have and how can we measure it that is all changing very rapidly now I, as in i would say that more change has come in these 3 uh, months than maybe 3 years for mm-hmm. digital 
because suddenly what you have is people sitting and uh, trying to figure out what they can do with their social media reach without yeah. actually having to spend money uh, how do they now actually bring content in front of people which uh, you know it was assumed that if you write a piece of content you will be able to get your uh, eyeballs in right because yeah. you have money so uh, not only has the quality of content directly increased uh, because of it right uh, you know people are making content for and you know they're afraid that nobody is going to like it so more effort is going into it also people are now beginning to move towards actually creating better content right so it's the same thing essentially but it is content is going up because everybody has more time and uh, more effort to actually do that and then they're also afraid that the market is not going to react positively so they yeah so together what is happening is uh, all you have is organic reach and that's what you're measuring on uh, so i think this is all a very positive change the only downside is what happens when the budgets come back do we actually take a long term approach to this and say hey we discovered something great during all of this and we can actually change for the better or do you just say yes my budgets are back i'm just going some dollars and uh, getting my numbers back so yeah i mean that that's what the the uh, thing is let's see how the whole community reacts eventually correct correct makes a lot of sense like now uh, even i'm seeing like such good content you know people are actually making such good videos and you know audio write ups and they're actually putting effort into it it's no more like ashy whatever just put money on it and yeah. i'll actually so just give you a great example to uh, of uh-huh. the uh, i was very pleasantly surprised uh, so zoho constituted this group called uh, zoho education uh-huh. uh, group or you know user education group yeah Uh, within their creative team and what they have done is they have come up with a very clear process for marketers to use uh, video tools and you know animated ppts and stuff like that and there's now an internal team who's hand holding internal marketing teams or product marketing teams to figure out how to actually run and execute content going forward and uh, we had our first session the other day where you know a couple of zohoites uh, took us through you know here is how you animate here is how you record your screen here is how you uh, do a basic edit of voice etc what they're doing is they're empowering us rather than the uh, you know old system where people had used to have uh, you know a central creative team where yeah. you just say i want this video just dump it on them and assume that three months later you will have it right right wow that's where the changes sorry yeah yes yes no absolutely i totally like this is such a positive thing to see like then yeah. oh my god what are we going to do but like how people are actually coming up with new things and internally making greater content so one more question on this line so you said like you know we were talking about like zero dollar marketing so you said content is one are there any other innovative ways that you know our listeners can actually take inspiration from to you know do organic reach with so much because there's also a lot of content out there i'll tell you what uh, i don't really know the question uh, sorry the answer to that question the way i have always looked at marketing is at its very base right what's the baseline of marketing it is talking to your customers right it's it's a right. one to many right. approach it is not and it has never been a one to many sales approach mm. right which a lot of companies and lot of brands make the big mistake of uh, taking marketing as so it's you or the brand voice and you know whatever jargon you want to put around it brand value brand voice yeah. it's taking that and communicating it to your consumer and potential consumer base uh, over some medium right so we talk a lot about digital and we talk a lot about print and all of that but th- those are just media right so you're taking 
that original voice of the original creator here as a business and pushing it out to the consumer or the end consumer right mm-hmm. now whatever you do whichever way you do all of that is content so what we are doing is content uh, if i make a banner it's content if i make a video it's content. all of that is content right a photo is a content a piece yes. of content. So, well, i think that is what it is about so when i say content i put it under this huge umbrella of uh, whatever you're doing to talk to your consumer now what do people need to do i think while authentic is a much abused word mm-hmm. uh, the idea is idea behind authentic is extremely simple i feel something i think it is true of course we are all humans we make mistakes all the time but cogito uh, ergo sum right i mean uh, i think therefore i am so i am what i think in a sense and if i if i have a thought and i am communicating it not in the same instant but i have thought through the consequences etc and i am communicating it to my consumer base something that is relevant to them mm-hmm. that that is going to stick right because when when a brand says we do digital transformation that doesn't stick uh, yes. when a brand says hey i will help you what do you need help can i help you change uh, and and settle in this whole online thing can i help you with that right mm-hmm. that sticks and yeah. that is the same we're talking about the same thing it, this is digital transformation right right marketing is as technical as you want it to be right so when people are looking at doing marketing in this situation just sit down close your eyes for 5 minutes imagine mm-hmm. what if you're talking to a single personify your customer right yeah. uh, think about one person what do you want to tell him say that pick yeah. a media uh, pick whichever medium you like say that if it works mm-hmm. uh, be testing it if it whenever it starts to work just multi format it create many different things you know write write it up videos audios whatever different levels of content banners and communicate it to the customer because the idea is to bring it to him wow. now the valid question that you asked is organic reach right mm. how the hell does it uh, if you know facebook is suppressing my organic reach linkedin is suppressing my organic reach how does it help and that is what we are all struggling with and I, there is an answer to this by the way the answer is what we are doing right now right i mean it's it's you have you, your own set of people who you you know who follow you religiously and you know you have your listeners and you have people uh, who work with you i have my own uh, you know similar set of uh, mm-hmm. smaller but you know similar set of people who listen to me and stuff so when we talk about a pertinent topic mm-hmm. it crosses that boundary it crosses the boundary of a reach right where i would normally not reach people who are working with you and vice versa in this scenario this works so how uh, we are approaching this is we are talking to our clients mm-hmm. right we are having genuine conversations with them and you're doing it on instagram live right so mm-hmm. this is our reach because most of our customers are e-commerce so they have much larger reaches than we do mm-hmm. because we are you know sort of business to business uh, on the other side you know what we do is we work with friends of soho right so we'll we'll go and say that hey are you interested in talking to us uh, mm-hmm. you know produce content with us together we will produce a much better piece of content than we could alone and then we go to market with that so it sort of builds that whole goodwill it also increases your reach naturally and you will realize that everybody is on the table right now everybody wants to talk 
and have that conversation because the problems are the same and there is this solution which uh, which is really the solution to most things in life but people are uh, under the garb of uh, i have money right now i don't need to talk to you <laughs> people try and achieve that thing so yeah wow this was like a very star uh, tip that you gave ashish this was amazing so basically like to just sum it up like personify your customers pick a medium multi formatted communicate to your customers and reach out to your network your clients have genuine conversations and partner with them so your reach doubles like you go to their things like you know their followers their reach so you all we all grow together because there is already an empathy that is already there with everybody today like everybody relates and they agree like yeah you know what we need to work together So yeah, that, that was really mind blowing. That's, uh, that's a good summary, man. I I I did not even think of it as from a family perspective, but it uh, was very well done. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like wow. I can do so many things. I need to reach out and call all my clients today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do that, man. It it really helps. You know, it 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 also brings you out of this. Uh, if you ever feel that you're down, and uh, it really you know talking to people really helps. <laughs> Right, for sure, for sure. This is awesome. So this was like some really nice stuff about marketing. Now I want to shift the gear a little bit to talk about like so you manage a team as well, right? So you're in a managerial position. So how has the remote work, you know, with remote work becoming the norm, how do you think we can rethink these managerial roles, redefine work, and manage marketing teams effectively in the new normal? Like, what have you been doing, and are there some tips for people? Because I see a lot of managers struggling with this of late. Oh, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Culture is one thing, right? So most mm. managers have the benefit of being in in the same cultural environment uh, in the, of the teams they are in. I did not have that benefit when I joined Zoho three months ago. You know, yeah. I, uh, we are a team of six people. You know, uh, again, everybody in the team is uh, very culturally embedded into the Zoho culture. I was not. You know, I walked into office and three days later, uh, we were all working from home. So <laughs> that was doubly uh, difficult for me. Wow. And uh, you know, uh, with language, with culture, with this whole work from home thing, and a new team, and a new job, a new culture—you know, you know everything—it was sort of difficult. But at the end of the day, I realized that uh, it is also a big positive. Mm. What happens is, you know, when you walk into a new office, normally you will try and build your own persona inside the office, okay. right? You know. Um, suited to the new role you would either want to become slightly more authoritative as you would be in a standard thing or you know how you think of yourself from the last role and moving on to this one etc but it broke off right so yes a sudden change is warranted in a situation like this so people who have established themselves in a particular thing if they feel that that is not working anymore don't be afraid to sort of break down the existing persona and build a new build a new one right right that is extremely important because you are not a boss anymore nobody is a boss or a you know quote and quote leader anymore who what you are is you are a coach slash mentor slash a mental health therapist slash conflict wow. resolute resolution guy you know <laughs> or whatever you know sometimes uh, i feel like i am a referee in a boxing ring and also sometimes i feel i am just being used as a you know a masthead like a president of the country in his name we commit this murder right so oh. 
yeah. the other day somebody was like you know some guy calls me and you know why are you telling your team this i said i wait i never said this but then i realized somebody in my team had sort of used my name to do something uh, oh. out of the ordinary and stuff so all of that happens your job or as a person your thing is you know just fit in with your personality and right. you are always remember that you're serving your team right right so whatever they need done or whatever they want you to be you have to be this for them and you have to work the hardest if everybody else is working 6 hours 8 hours a day be thankful because then you can finish your work in 10 or 12 hours a day <laughs> uh, right if everybody else starts doing 12 hours a day uh, you are done man you nobody can sustain 16 17 hours a day and everybody has to right uh, because tempers are frayed and people are you know getting angry at the drop of a hat imagine you know somebody so i recently realized this and very recently as of last week uh, some of my team members have like two kids mm. they live with their parents and uh, you know so there are like six people in their household plus a pet right and here i am in in a large house just the two of us me and my wife and i'm like hey uh, why is there so much noise from your thing man we can't why can't we even have chats and then i see like kids crying and running around i'm like how insensitive can a person be mm. so it's it's suddenly your you have to see their lives in context now right oh, i mean absolutely how, how do you solve that how you can't solve it's nothing to you can't solve it it's not to be solved right? yeah uh, you yeah. can't solve a problem of living with a large family in a lockdown all you are trying to do is understand that yes they are under a lot of pressure how do you motivate them to a situation where they at least feel that no i need to now push my family back and work because mm. they would rather just go to sleep or go take a walk or do it so yeah think about think about the people who are working with you more than you're thinking about yourself yeah. and be ready to take be ready to have fun a little more and just go with the shots or roll with the punches or whatever you want to call it yes uh, just just come out uh, on the other side probably when the office opens <laughs> all of this will get a little better i don't even know if that's going to happen so yeah it's uh, yes you you said a very very interesting thing like it's about accepting like you know there will be noise in calls from now there will yeah. be people walking out you know around if you're doing a video call there will be like a child which will just come in front of the screen so yeah. it's these like managers really need to understand that it's okay like you know these are this is how it's going to be you can no more have this discipline and this is what is oh, this happening go step further man just yeah. embrace it right yeah. what stops you from knowing the names of your uh, colleagues is kids man yes right uh-huh. yes and and the kids should feel comfortable enough to run in front of the screen and wave to you what's wrong <laughs> yeah I and i enjoyed a lot and uh, um, yeah wow. but the problem is that if you're trying to operate under normal circumstances this is not uh, i mean this, these are not normal circumstances yeah, yeah. people be people right and only then will they feel comfortable with you as well so correct correct absolutely like really really interesting points ashish like even uh, when you said like when you're working from home sometimes there is no time limit right like it's the same place so you're like okay like sometimes from office when i go home there is a barrier i'm like i'm not going to open my laptop now but at home I'm like oh, even now i can just send this email right it's fine yeah. but like to stop yourself also sometimes from doing that and giving yourself a break is so important yeah it's it's actually all ups and downs right it's it's your life has suddenly become very compressed into you'll see high you know higher highs and lower lows in a single day mm-hmm. 
because in office you will you don't have that you know there's obviously a boundary in your head which you're crossing when you're driving so a lot of people have come out and said oh the benefits of driving etc etc it's when you're crossing that border right it's that whole you know mm-hmm. a religion thing you know it's all doing something customarily every day it becomes like that thing that you you know use your your brain sort of realigns itself but now there's none of that right so i wake up i make a cup of coffee and i can actually sit for the whole day in my office laptop and finish uh, 90% of my work or whatever so yeah <laughs> it makes me feel a lot of sense like we have to also follow certain routine like be in the moment and it's okay like accept this this is how work is going yeah. to be take breaks just to as in don't break down and do whatever it takes to <laughs> keep going at it at at some pace and that's all yes yeah, it's very open like be open to your uh, peers to your uh, you know leaders or managers coaches whoever or even go see a counselor like it's absolutely okay oh yeah you will not believe this uh, we have now a team counselor uh, which we have gone out and sort of uh, hired on the side so what we have is we have uh, gone and spoken to a therapist and she said of course she'll be happy to help and we have online sessions twice a month and even if somebody wants to speak individually to the same therapist they mm-hmm. might do that and uh, yeah do you think wow definitely do these days and it's not and since everybody is working from home it's not as expensive as it used to be either so yeah wow this is really nice i think most teams and anyone listening to this should go to this for your teams like wonderful wonderful all right so one last question like any tips for startups to sustain this pandemic and embrace this new normal also if i'm not wrong you have, you were like founded like couple of startups right oh uh, not really startups uh, what i am trying to do is again trying to sort of bridge my personal situation of sitting at home not being able to talk to you know my colleagues or you know the standard things of yeah, where marketers will go to events meet people that you know build those connections so what i've done is i've built a platform called uh, marketers in cubicles so rather i'm building that platform called marketers in cubicles where you know uh, a lot of marketers who are sort of in a similar space or at the similar sort of facing similar challenges and problems in their lives can come together and discuss a problem out completely right so i'm taking a very similar approach to what you are my personal motive in all of this is i get to stay in touch with my uh, colleagues and my mm-hmm. connect and eventually uh, let's see where it uh, moves to also you know wherever if if people are interested in or startups are interested in talking to us about how to see various challenges or solve various challenges in marketing we'd be very mm-hmm. happy to help them out right this is the time to do this and you know during a pandemic is uh, if you create those uh, big connections or if you create those uh, very solid connections with your peers and colleagues that's the best time to do it so coming to your question about startups uh, i'm i'm sort of torn about this sezel i am not very sure if something or anything has fundamentally changed for startups except the fact that you know there is a uh, there is a ton of new opportunity but i again think that there has always been a ton of new opportunity for startups what startups need to do is they need to be doubly bold if you are sitting back and if you're thinking uh, you know corporates don't have budgets uh, right now they're not spending then it's a problem because as a startup you are anyways not you were not going to get that budget anyway right mm. uh, big companies will go to other big companies or you know established brands etc so if you're a startup 
Right. You're trying to crack that uh, problem anyway, right? So fundamentally, is anything changing? Uh, you need to be bold. You you have new opportunities. So no, it's the same. And a startup, I think all that has changed is there is a there was a mental boundary where startups mm-hmm. were viewed as uh, if you remember that quote from Fight Club, which says uh, on a long enough timeline, everybody's survival yeah. drops to zero. So now, when you, when you're thinking of a startup. Their timeline was shorter than anybody else because of you know cash flow problems, standard stuff, right? Mm. Suddenly, everybody is on the same timeline now. Yes. Because, so I feel this, right? Uh, my product or the product I work for in Zoho is called Zoho Commerce. It's a tiny product when it when I look at the entire Zoho ecosystem, right? Compares Zoho Commerce to Zoho mm-hmm. CRM, which is I don't know five hundred thousand million times bigger than. Commerce. So uh, now the thing is, suddenly, for the first time in our history or their history, their marketing budgets and our marketing budgets are the same. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> right. So now, is that an opportunity for them or an opportunity for me? You know, in my head, it's a big opportunity for me because with a team of six, if I can even do fifty percent of what they are doing with a team of sixty. Ah. Right. You see, the you, I have a big opportunity in front of me where I my product can actually grow. 30% month on month there will grow at 3% mm. and suddenly i can start challenging inside the company it becomes okay wow this so it it almost translates into people right it's like okay wow this guy is great right so mm-hmm. he can so this is how i am seeing this now if you look at a startup it's the same thing suddenly you can actually bring change mm. and people think all of that all compressed together and you are able to compete toe to toe with all the big guys out there because there is nobody spending money nobody spending money yes and yes. you are bolder than them because you know that there is much more at stake for you and yes. they are trying to defend their territory you are trying to you know storm the castle you know in the long run uh, as it is also said in football that you know aggression or the you know forwards always win over defense right if you have a strong defense versus a team which has a strong offense the offense will win Win, right, ninety percent right? of the times. So that's how it is, right? So go on the, uh, you know, insert expletive, expletive here, but go on the expletive, offensive, mm-hmm. and, and just get stuff done. Yeah. And once you do that, there is a chance that you will succeed, and there is a chance that you will fail. Mm-hmm. Those, those are the exact same, or and at the exact same odds that were before as well, before this whole pandemic. Yeah, yeah. So nothing has changed for you. Everything has changed for the market. Wow, that's right. true. So more power for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is such a different perspective. Like, like we're all on the same page now. Big companies, small companies, anybody and everybody. Absolutely. <laughs> and we're more risk takers than they are. So we can just go out there. We get it. We get it. We not. If we don't, like it's okay. Like it's just. Of course, everybody's losing. Everybody's failing. Everybody's <laughs> bankrupt. So no big deal anymore. <laughs> yeah, we can. We can blame twenty twenty. We're like, oh no, we fail because of twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all our fail, uh, all our failures are now Corona's failures. <laughs> totally, totally brilliant, brilliant. This was amazing, Ashish. Thank you so much. Like so many different perspectives, and I'm sure our listeners are gonna love this episode. Hey, I'm happy to be here as usual, and uh, you know, again, great to speak to you as always. <laughs> episode. I absolutely loved how Ashish walked us from the marketing world to leadership and such kick-ass advice for startups. 
it is indeed time to experiment, be bold and get out there to capture the world. If you are looking to get your team pumping, I have some ideas. Reach out to me on sezel at the rate fredotfly.com, sezel at the rate fire.fly.com. Signing off, see you soon, take care and stay safe.